The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to Canal Street Chronicles podcast, uh, Saints Chargers preview edition. I'm your host, Ralph Marlboro. We are joined always by Kevin Held from Akeem Drops the Ball, a new Canal Street Chronicles contributor, and our fearless leader, President, Vice Chairman, Dave Cariello. Um, Dave, I'm going to start with this because I always like to plug my columns shamelessly on WWL, and basically... My theory is this week for the Saints is a turning point, and I know people are like, well, the season's, they're 0-4, they're kind of fucked anyway, um, but my feeling is this season, this game is a turning point, Dave, because if they go to 0-5, then you sort of have to readjust the win total down again. Like, we were really originally thinking 10-11 maybe, then we bumped it down to like 7-8. If they go 0-5, Dave, I think we got to readjust again, and I think we're looking at two to four wins as the ceiling. I mean, to me, this, this game Sunday is, is huge in the sense of if they don't win tonight, if they don't win Sunday, this season is just going to be even worse than we imagined it to be. Um, (laughs) I, I don't really know if that's the case. Um, I don't know if there really is that big of a difference between 0 and 4 and 0 and 5. And uh, right now, I would say it's all <laughs> it's all garbage anyway. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I don't really know how to reply to that one, Ralph. Really, to be honest with you, I mean, it's just 0 and 4 is bad. 0 and 4 is worse, of course. But um, like I said, I mean, I just don't think that there's that much difference. Um, other than that's one less win they could they could carry <laughs> on. Uh, you know, I mean, right, right now mathematically they they could finish the season with uh, a twelve and four record. Yeah, but uh, but 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 Dave and we're, in case people are wondering why Kevin hasn't jumped in, Kevin is reading an article about uh, how everything that's gone wrong with the Saints this year is Drew Brees' fault, and he's going to melt down on that in about two minutes. So, uh, so be ready. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm fucking, I'm fucking <laughs> right now, dude. Right. But, but Dave, doesn't there come a point where, like, the Saints are like, you know, Drew Brees this week was like, hey, we won, we've won nine in a row, we've won 13 in a row, we could still turn this thing around. And, like, the Saints, even though they're on four, I get the sense that they really, they really in that locker room believe that they are not an own four team, and they're going to get this shit turned around. Whereas if you get to zero and five, you kind of like you know what we can say that it's going to, but we know this this shit is done. We're playing out the string, and it's the first week of October. Like there comes a turning point where the effort starts to wane, and you see players not fighting through injuries, and and I just feel like this Sunday night is that critical critical turning point. It's a fair. It's a, it's you have a fair point. Uh, it's definitely possible. I mean, at, at some point, if they continue to lose, at some point there will be a a, a moment where 
I think the losing will will sort of snowball or or you know build on itself. And like you said, players won't fight through injuries. Players will care less, and and it'll just become easier and easier to just keep losing. Um, you know, maybe the only reason, maybe the only the big difference in my mind between 0 and 4 and 0 and 5 is that we've seen the Saints go 0 and 4 before in 2007, yeah. and um, they wound up winning their next four games and get back to even. Yeah. Um, and then of course I'll never forget them. They wound up losing that. That ninth game to the Rams, uh, winless to the Rams on my birthday. Yeah, um, they got housed. Yeah, it was bad, um, and that sort of screwed up the whole momentum. And you, and you kind of, you know, I often think back and wonder, you know, what if they had won that game? Maybe they could yeah. have kept rolling. Uh, so, I mean, the difference between zero and four and zero and five being, as far as this this current regime is concerned, we've been at zero and four. We've never been yeah. at zero and five. That's uncharted territory, and. Um, you know, so if they do win this Sunday, it's like okay, this is one, and we know they can win. You know, we know we can put they can put together a string of games here. Um, you know, I would really like to see them get back to 500. If they can get to four and four, then you know, then things start picking up and things start heating up, and we can say okay, okay, you know, maybe well, maybe this is possible, and maybe they can do that. So I mean, we'll see. The problem, uh, you know, the big problem is if Atlanta keeps playing the way that Atlanta keeps playing, the best we're going to hope for is a wild card. I mean, it's not even real, even even going to be possible for the Saints to, to win the division. I mean, Atlanta just looks so, yeah, and they're uh, so I mean, damn good. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, we'll talk about talk about possibilities and different things when they win. they got to win a game first. But right. to me, I mean... I, I still, I sort of agree with you, Dave. I think they can dig, you know, I think they can dig out, dig out of this. And I would take them, you know, beat San Diego, have the bye week, beat Tampa, and then at least when they play Denver on Sunday night, we can be real excited and we can like be, hey, if they can go to Denver and get to three and four, hell, shit, maybe this season can be redeemed. You know, yeah. I just, I just want to have a little bit of excitement and and and. At least, if it, maybe it'll be a little delusional, but I want to be able to talk myself into them being able to dig out of this. But to be able to do that, they gotta win. They gotta win a couple of games in a row and string something together. Um, right now, Kevin is froth at the mouth. Um, it, it was a it was a little bit of buzz on Twitter today about Adam Sheen um, on NFL.com shine saying, "Look, um, the Saints they have a lot of problems, and yeah, you can blame it on Bounty, whatever, but it's really." Drew Brees' fault because he didn't take $18.5 million like the honorable and decent and sainted Tom Brady. And by not doing that, he totally screwed the Saints, and they lost Robert Meacham, and they lost Carl Nix. And it's all Drew Brees' fault. And, Kevin, I imagine you have some opinions. Well, now, wait. Now, before Kevin goes off on his 30-minute rant here. um, Okay. (laughs) A little shot. I, I, um... I skimmed that article myself just before, and, I mean, yes, he mentions the money aspect of it, but, I mean, he seems to be, and Kevin can confirm this or deny this because he's got it in front of him, but it seemed to me like Shine's main argument, I'm not saying that he didn't bring up the huge contract and and that handicapping team with other players, but it seemed like his main argument for for Breeze's selfishness, which is the title of the the article, um, was just more that he wasn't there for the team in the offseason and... Uh, you know, he wasn't there during Bounty Gate while this whole thing was going on. He wasn't there in Peyton's absence. 
Um, it wasn't necessarily all about the money. Yes, partially about the money was his argument, but um, it seemed like his argument was also just the fact that he wasn't there in the off season to do the work and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll let uh, Kevin recap and let <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, no, that that seems to be that seems to be the big crux of the whole thing uh, is him not being there in the off season, but he uses the contract thing as his main as as his main talking point, as the big attention grabber, the whole his his greediness, all that kind of shit. Now he goes on to say, uh, you know, they, they have a team offered him eighteen point five, but he really wanted twenty three million. Greedy, 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 blah, blah, blah. He won, he won. Uh, because, you know, like, he, he he signed the deal in the middle of July. He won. Well, he then, like, after, a couple of sentences after saying how he countered by demanding $23 million per season, the guy states the facts. Breeze cashed in for five years and $100 million. So... My high school, you know, my fucking fourth grade math here, <laughs> 100 divided by 5 does not equal 23, uh, does not equal 23, Chief. He yeah. equals 20. So he didn't get what he demanded. He fucking negotiated. He compromised. The team, if, 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 he, if you really fucking think that the New Orleans Saints couldn't have paid more than 18.5, I think you're full of shit, and you're trying to be the poor man's uh, yeah. fucking Greg Easterbrook here. Oh, my Drew God. Drew fucking wiggled. Drew fucking wiggled. The team fucking wiggled, and they got to a, a fucking deal that, in the end, does not fucking cripple the team. It didn't fucking cripple the team. I, I remember our fucking podcast after he signed the deal, and we were all super fucking stoked because they weren't giving him an arm and a leg right off the bat, and he was, and the, the team was going to save money in the long run. The team was fucking making out better because of the way the deal was fucking structured. Yeah. But, of and course, no, 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 no. Let's. Let's crush on Drew Brees. Let's crush on Drew. Let's, let's go after Drew Brees. I think this. I think the only reason why this column exists is because this guy, troll back tactic. in March, when he wrote this thing, nobody else was fucking saying it. Nobody else was saying blame Drew Brees. Really, nobody else. So this guy gets to pull one out and say, "Oh, see this? I get to trumpet this thing I wrote way long ago." And it makes me sound like I'm fucking brilliant well, because I called it, so to speak. I got I was the one who said I got to say Drew Brees was being greedy and it was going to cost the team. And now that the team is 0-4, I get to come in with the backhoe and knock all the dirt on the team. And ha ha ha, Drew Brees sucks. Blah why, blah blah. Why is it? Why why is it? I don't even his premise. Why is it always on the quarterback? or the star player to quote-unquote do what's right and sign the contract early for stability or take a pay cut, why is it always on him? Why isn't it on 
Roman Harper, instead of taking seven, he could have taken five. Or Bushrod, instead of making five, he could have taken three and a half. You know, why is or it Carl always... Nix or Marcus Colston. Yeah, why is it always on the... Why is it always on Breeze? Why does Breeze have to give the Saints a discount, you know? And in real life, none of us do that. Nobody does that in real life, you know? But... but... Oh, and here's, here's the other thing. Technically speaking, Breeze gave... Technically speaking, Breeze gave the team... When he first fucking came here, yeah, the Saints were offering more money. The Saints were offering more money up front. If the thing didn't work, Drew Brees would be would have been fucking done after that year. He would have gotten his money for that one year, and that would be it. He would be done. He would yeah. be done. So he rode through the fucking contract. And mind you, they could have gotten a fucking deal done two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. They could have gotten a deal done, and both he and the team couldn't come to a fucking uh, proper-ass thing, they couldn't come to a fucking deal. So what does Drew Brees do? Drew Brees goes out and breaks one of the few <laughs> fucking records that actually fucking matters in football. Breaks, it fucking eviscerates him. Eviscerates him. And so now he gets to fucking say, Hey, pal. Pay me. I just broke one of the all-time fucking great records. Pay me. Pay me my fucking money. <laughs> Pay my fucking money. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. But he's selfish. He's selfish. And this shithead, Shine, gets to write his piece back in March. Back in March. Uh, what, where, where, where the hell is it? Uh, although he isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he says, breathe on, breathe on that salary. Yeah, he, he ain't the best quarterback. You know what? Piss on you, Adam Sheen. Or shine, I'm sorry. Piss on you, pal. Ain't the best quarterback in the league. Let me tell you, I understand the Aaron Rodgers. I understand that. But don't fucking sit here and tell me Drew Brees isn't. Don't tell me Drew Brees isn't in the discussion. Don't throw this dismissive, he's not the best. Like, don't fucking make that statement. Yeah. Don't make that statement. You cough like a shit. Well, and I think you we can... like a shit. And then he, and then he, then he name drops going on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Course, never, never that's what I wanted to get to. Carson Palmer sucks. God damn it. And he's not... A, Carson Palmer blows. B, and maybe this is the more important thing, Ellen DeGeneres is actually from the fucking city, from Louisiana, does he and have, does he have, is, is fucking delighted to actually have the fucking team she roots for win a Super Bowl, and the guy who fucking quarterbacked them turns out to be a real nice guy. Yeah. So she fucking gets to know him. She gets to know the family. She goes out and actually reports. She does a goofy fucking uh, tape segment from the practice facility back when Peyton was there in happier times, and everybody has a fucking laugh. And she hangs his fucking jersey up in the studio rafters, so to speak, and everybody has a nice laugh about that. So if, I don't know, if there's some fucking talk show that's taped in Seattle and they want to, uh, you know, hang up, well, fuck, you gotta, you got to fucking pick a great Seattle Seahawks player. Hey, Craig? Only knows that you can find yeah, Roger Craig. <laughs> if you want to fucking hang, if you want to fucking hang his jersey up somewhere, go ahead. Or, or some shithead who tapes out in, in the L.A. area. Fuck, there's hundreds of you. Well, you want to hang some, uh, some some pro athlete jersey up that you are fucking connected with? Great, go ahead, go ahead. But 
Oh, but, I mean, what 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 is that? What does that have to do with anything? What does what does him going on a TV show have to do anything? They, I, I I I don't get that. I don't I, fucking I, get that. This column, I, I just think I just think it was it was weakly constructed and trolltastic in a lot of ways. <laughs> but Dave, you have you, I always go to you. I think you have a, a because you're doing Canal Street Chronicles every day, and you really have a pulse on sort of where the fans are sort of ebbing and flowing with their delight or in the Saints 0-4 case, their hatred and misery. Um, do, where do you feel like the, the the blame for this 0-4 start, where do you feel like it is or where do you feel like it's trending towards if you had to pick one? Oh, oh, um, hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, I would say to start the season, the blame was squarely on the defense. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's sort of shifted toward the, the lack of, of a head coach. And I, I think currently that's that's mostly where it is. Um, and for me personally, that's 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 where I feel. I I feel like this is a team um, that. Of course, has the talent, and of course is good enough, um, and has been in games and in position to win. And uh, they don't seem to be; they just can't seem to, as Drew Brees would say, finish strong. Um, and, but I, I would say right now, uh, it, it's. I would say right now, people are realizing that um, not having a leader like Sean Payton um, is starting to hurt the team. I would say after last week specifically, um, the blame trend is toward um, the no-catching motherfuckers. And I'm not talking about the DBs. I'm talking about our wide receivers. And Sproles. Um, uh, well, yeah. And I mean, just, just today on the on the evening news here locally, uh, they had a piece on Darren Sproles and how he missed that third down catch, um, how it could have changed the game, and how he realizes that. And, you know, that's never going to happen again. Um, but um, I, I would say there's been a little bit of focus on on, on the no catching motherfucker wide receivers, and um, and and sticking with that key term focus. I mean, I would say that they're not catching balls because there does seem to be a lack of focus. And um, and again, um, I think that lack of focus is because they are without a head coach. I, I think this is a, a ship in the night without a, a beacon um, guiding them. And they, they really, really desperately need some sort of beacon. And I, I thought Drew Brees would, would, would his, his inner light would be... Inner light? Would be, would be beacon enough. That's very poetic. Yeah, I, I know. I'm waxing poetic here. Um, I thought that his inner light would be beacon enough to, to guide this, this ship through the stormy seas. Um, but I, realizing now that, um, Sean Payton's inner light is, is, is really the, the bright light that guides this entire organization. Well, and that brings me to, to my next point, you know, Kevin, uh, Lance Moore is going to be, you know, he's, he's looking, I think, doubtful or out for this San Diego game. Um, how much, I mean, 
and they've proven they can't sort of plug in. They they're having trouble just plugging in guys at wide receiver like they've been doing because they're really they're really running out of bodies. I mean, if they don't have Lance Moore, Kevin, you're basically you're basically down to Colson on one leg because he's got the bum foot, and Devery Henderson who looks old and slow. What? Uh, how can? Cons- Where are we getting this from? Well, Devery Anderson had a drop, and he doesn't look. He looks to me like he's not as fast as he was, you know, even last uh, year. Well, I'm, I'm going to go on record and disagree with that. Okay. I mean, yes, he had a drop, but I don't but, know if that makes him old. He doesn't look well. the same. He doesn't look the same to me, Dave. He doesn't look the well, same. Well, I mean, but, he's not. He's not. He's not catching. You know, he's not catching those eighty-yard deep balls from Drew Brees. You know, but, he used to be good for one of those a game. But even still, even still, even if you say. Devery Henderson is completely healthy and he's as good as he's ever been. He's still like a number two or three receiver at best. So now you got Colston, your number one, who's banged up, and you got Devery Henderson as a number three, and you got Joe Joe fucking Morgan, who uh, the Packers dared to catch a pass and he did it. So Kevin, <laughs> I, I'm concerned about the wide receivers going against the Chargers. Uh, am I totally out of line to think that? No. No, uh, it, 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 yeah, I, it, it's absolutely, uh, absolutely, uh, frustrating about that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm still fucking rereading, uh, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's really kind of horseshit. It really is kind of horseshit. Didn't, I mean, Kevin, why don't you write a post about this on Canal Street Chronicles? Yeah. You see, I, I seem to recall you instituting a no F-bombs policy. Well, well, you, you write it how you want to write it, and I'll just truncate whatever needs to be truncated. There's going to be a lot of darked-out material, I can assure you. All right. It could be like a government report on something. I guarantee you there's not going to be one Saints fan who's going to have a problem with you getting upset about this. Yeah, and it can be like a CIA document from the 70s. It could just be blacked out right. here and blacked out there. It can be. Well, either that or, either that or I'll, I'll, I'll come out with like, you know, I'll come up with like silly alternate words. Well, it'd be like uh, Mad Libs. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, we'll work, we'll work something out. We'll work something out on this. Because I'm going to need an outlet for this. Because this uh, yeah, guy... I want, I, want this, I want this fire. I want this fire on paper. Yeah, I know. And that'll... This guy, a bridge too far... And he's just—he's—he's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's not even so much a troll job, is—is—it's—it's it's like a fucking dung beetle <laughs> who spun his ball and hoarded it, and now gets to bring unearth it. Here's a little fucking kernel of something that I found that I can really use to my advantage, and now I'm going to fucking spotlight it and try and make this a big deal, and I'm going to hog all the credit for it. It's it's not a troll job. It's not a troll job. It's I'm flinging the crap against the wall. Nobody else was doing this. I now get to sort of take credit and be like the man out front. I'm going to make a fucking name for myself. Best of all, he launches this fucking thing, the weekend breeze is going for the next big fucking milestone in quarterbacking. 
Yeah. The fucking John United's record. So it's perfect timing. Perfect fucking... Hang on. Perfect fucking timing, Adam Sheen. That or Shine. That's, that's just a great... That's a great fucking timing for you. How... Oh, it's just... It's wonderful. It's wonderful. How... How can I aspire to have the epic sense of timing that Adam Shine has? Really, it, it, it's, 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 I mean, that's just, that's perfect. Well, that's I, perfect. I, I, I couldn't, Dr. Fucking Who doesn't have that kind of timing well, with the fucking TARDIS. Kevin, Kevin, he doesn't you have that, that level of timing. That's perfect timing. It's well, perfect. Kevin, Kevin, you that's Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame caliber for NFL.com. That's fucking great. I guarantee you, Easterbrook and Goodell oh are probably God. Skyping each other right now, jerking it to this fucking oh column. God. It's great. I can't get that it's image great. out of my head now. But, Kevin, you bring up an interesting point, and, it, and, it, and it, I wanted to talk about the Drew Brees record. You know, we all hope, and hopefully he'll get the record against San Diego. They're not no, nothing special on defense. But, Dave, why do... NFL writers, I feel like baseball writers are much more nostalgic and went like, you know, uh, Cabrera broke, got the triple crown. Sports sucks now and they have nothing to do but look back on the past. But I mean, Johnny Unitas was ahead of his time and they had a passing offense that was basically, you can look at the Colts and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the modern NFL passing game. They, Johnny Unitas and Weeb Eubank invented it and they were ahead of his time and his record was awesome, but why can't you... Say that, and also say, you know what, Sean Payton and Drew Brees are kind of ahead of their time a little bit, and he's breaking an awesome record, and he's just as spectacular. Like, why do we have to always count Drew Brees? If if it was if it was Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, they'd be you know going crazy over this record, and, and it'd be all over ESPN and NFL Network. Or, and all that, but I, I really genuinely think that because it's just Drew Brees doing this, that they're not really making a big deal about it. It's the, same, it's the same reason why I don't really feel like Drew Brees breaking Dan Marino's all-time passing record last year. That really wasn't that big of a deal either. Nobody really made that big of a deal about it. He certainly didn't win the goddamn MVP award, and now here we are in 2012, and it's looking like Matt Ryan is going to be your fucking NFL MVP. Think about that. Think about that for a second. How pissed off are Saints fans going to be if Matt Ryan wins NFL MVP this year based purely on the fact that there's, you know, that, that there's nobody else out there, that the competition isn't a stiff. That's right. why there should have been a co-MVP award for Drew Brees last year. There should have been a co-MVP award. Oh, my God. Well, I... fucking co-MVP Steve McNair, Drew fucking Brees deserved a co-MVP. Well, I, 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 maybe... The man broke a single-season passing record, and he's got nothing to show for it but offensive MVP. That, 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 that's the lamest fucking award I ever goddamn heard of. That, that, that's fucking second prize. That's what that is. That is true. And, and, Kevin, you know, I think Dave's point is valid. I don't, you know, the media, they just didn't cover the 5,000-yard, I mean, the breaking Dan Marino's record like you would think they would have got if it had been Tony Romo or... You know, it had been. Oh, 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 been, oh, 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 because, oh. No, because everybody was throwing for 5,000 yards last year. Matt Stafford threw for 5,000. Eli threw for 5,000. Tom Brady. Right, but none of Tom them, Brady, but none of them broke Brady. the record. Now, exactly. Right. Tom, Tom, I, Tom Brady went over 5,000. In fact, Tom Brady actually went by the Marino record. So, obviously, it's a new passing league. All the rules changed. It helped out. It gave, I mean, they basically just gave the record away. Blah, 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 blah. I said this. 
after it fucking happened, and I said it repeatedly, and I will keep saying it until I'm blue in the fucking face, and Ralph, you fucking touched on it. Unitas and company, they fucking revolutionized offense when everybody else was just run, 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 all that shit. Breeze and company, they took things to another fucking level, and he's getting stiffed for it. So, in this, in this whole big, revamped, offensive-driven, quarterback-driven league that the NFL fucking set up, Drew Brees stands above everybody in this new fucking era. Stands above everybody in this new era. And we're supposed to fucking penalize him yeah. for that? We're supposed to fucking... I mean, here's the thing. It's one thing... It's one thing, like, in fucking baseball, when a guy does something, you have to wonder if he's on something or some shit like that. When a guy, you know, but if in baseball, if a guy does something amazing and there's no fucking connection to anything nefarious, it, immediately the, the, the comparison is, well, he's not as good as this or he's not as good as that. He fucking did it. He fucking did the numbers, and, it, and there's advanced competition, there's advanced this, advanced that, the game's been changed tweaked and all that kind of stuff, so you can't hold the fucking time zone he's, the fucking era he's playing in against him. You can't. Yeah, and I think, I think, I think, this, you gotta judge him by the era he's in, and in this fucking era, he is the top dog. And he's Kevin, the top fucking and dog. Kevin, I don't think, I think there's a sense in the national media, and Dave, you, you touched on a little, is that, is that, oh, everybody's throwing for yards, it's not that big a deal, and you know, this this record by Breeze is just gonna it's just gonna in a couple of years or you know, it's gonna be gone. I'm Kevin, I'm telling you, I think the Breeze record from last year is gonna hold up a while because it's really fucking hard. That that is an obscene amount of offense that the Saints put up last year in an era of obscenity for offense. The Saints took it to a whole other level and I don't think they act like just because a lot of people are getting to 4,900 and 5,000, the difference between 5,000 and where Breeze is is significant. I mean, you can't have a clunker game where you throw for like 225 and 300 back-to-back weeks. Then you're pretty much done. You can't catch up, you know? So I think maybe, Dave, I mean, the, the, what, what, what was the total? What was the total he finished with last year? It was 50, was it 50, 55? Was it 55 and change, or was it 54 and change? I can't remember now. I think it's 54 and change. But, Dave, I mean, don't you think if this record holds up, it'll gain more? It'll sure. Gain... If, if it still stands in 10 years, hopefully you'll have some intelligent writer who will, who, who will come up with the idea. And it won't be Adam Shine, but hopefully there'll be some uh... intelligent writer who comes up and says, you know what, Drew Brees looks... Dan, Dan Reno's record 10 years ago. Nobody has even come close this year. No, maybe that was a bigger deal than, uh, than, than we thought it was at the time. Uh, yeah, I think it will I hope, be. I hope it holds uh, long enough. I hope it holds long enough for him to get into Canton. Yeah, I would assume that he's the first ballot guy. I, I, would, I would hope. Uh, I, I know, I know. There's, I know you guys are naysaying that, I'm sure, but... Uh, uh, yes, I, I would think that the longer time goes on, the record stands that people realize what has been done. Will he, will he get the respect he, he deserves? I don't really care. If he gets respect in 10 years, in my opinion, it's 10 years too fucking late. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I think he'll definitely be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but who the hell knows? 
Um, the NFL, you know, they may say, oh, my God, well, all these quarterbacks have all these numbers, and Drew Brees only won one Super Bowl. So, and, God, we, 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 it, we took two times to put Eli in, and he won two, and Brees, you know, so you you never – you never know what I mean. And the NFL Hall of Fame, it's only like forty people, so you never know what the hell, what the hell they're quite thinking. Um, Kevin, how much do you think the chase of the record, and obviously Sean Payton's going to be there, but Joe Vitt and Mickey Loomis aren't. How much of the the the, the chase for the record and and Sean Payton being there and the crowd in New Orleans, I think, is going to be really fired up for the record. How much do you think that'll help the 0-4 Saints or hurt them that the crowd might get antsy and restless with them and turn on them quick? I don't know. I, I don't see the the crowd's not going to turn, but I tell you what, if the first quarter. And maybe the first, if the first quarter and the next offensive drive of the second quarter, they don't score a touch, they don't score a passing touchdown. I can see the fans starting to get really fucking antsy. Yeah, fifty-four seventy-six was the total in last year, by the way. Fifty-four seven, yeah, okay, fifty-four seventy-six. You've got a fucking average. You've got a fucking average, what, three? Where the hell's my calculator? Somebody's got a fucking, where's my calculator? i got a fucking calculator here. 342. 342. Every week. Actually, you got to average more than 342 because you got a fucking decimal in there. So you got to average 343 a week. Yeah. Per week. To beat it. Ain't nobody fucking averaging 343 a week all the time. They're not. So you that means you've got to fucking have games where you blow up and have 400-yard games. Yeah. You've got to have 400-yard games to counteract the weeks where somebody sort of shuts you down momentarily. Because mm. there are weeks where Tom Brady doesn't throw for 300 yards. Here's those games, so he's got to throw for 400 more. So, so three fucking 43 per week sustained excellence throughout the year. So, I mean, and you're right, from 5,000 to 54-something, that's like climbing Kilimanjaro and then suddenly looking up and saying, oh, yeah, fuck, I got to get to Everest. Shit. <laughs> that's a good analogy so, like that. have fun. Have fun, quarterbacks of the future. Have fun doing that. Have fun doing that. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying it'll never be broken. I'm not saying it'll never be broken. But God fucking damn it. The man rules the era right now. He's yeah. the king of his time, and and he, he's the king of his fucking time, okay? And I'm sick and tired of the Adam Shines of the world, the Priscos, all these shitheads who, for some reason, don't want to give the man his fucking due. They don't want to give the man his due, for whatever fucking reason. They don't want to give his due. They want to focus on Peyton May because he's fucking hilarious in commercials, and he's a nice enough guy, and he wears his socks high, and he, you know, is is just the consummate field general, or they, or they, they want to fucking hype Tom Brady because he's the adorable boy who got the, who, great story, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, East Coast guy, blah, 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 all that kind of horse shit. And he's not fucking Tony Romo who, you know, the, the the fucking job of the Dallas Cowboys quarterback is about as relevant in in present day 
as being head coach in Notre Dame football. It's fucking irrelevant. It's irrelevant. This is not the this is not the fifties. This is not the sixties. This is not the seventies. Okay. Nobody gives two fucks who is the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody gives really two fucks who's the head coach of the new, of the uh, of the fucking Notre Dame football team. Nobody should really be giving two fucks about guys that aren't breaking fucking records. They're not fucking breaking records. They're not fucking breaking records. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. When they fucking break the records, then you fucking come and get me and say, Kevin, Kevin, uh, we're, we're, we're serious this time. King's dead. Drew Brees has been eclipsed. He's no longer the master of his era. Guess what? Then we fucking put him on the pyre. We send it out to sea. We shoot the flaming arrows. It's the ending of uh, fucking first night. And it's great. Oh, my God. It's fucking great. Night. Okay? Well, we do the whole fucking deal because that that's the end of his time. That's the end of his fucking time. Okay? <laughs> but until then, give the fucking man his crown and let him sit on the throne unabated. Unabated. All right? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired because some shitheads want to try and fucking ice skate a pill. I like that. That was righteous. That was I, Dave, I think that was Kevin's really first meltdown of the year. And considering the Saints are 0-4, I'm pretty surprised. I want to see it in writing. Yeah. Um, Dave, I, I was I was I was all ready to 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 say to 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 sort of make the pitch to you. Hey, the Saints offensive line, it's been it was really good against Green Bay as far as pass blocking, but it's been inconsistent this year. You know, are we should we be worried about the Chargers? But as hard as this is to believe, the Chargers might have as bad a pass rush as the Saints. The Saints no, I don't think so. That's the Saints have six sacks. The Chargers have seven. Um, sacks, sacks don't mean everything. Yeah, well, um, that's true. But uh, I, <laughs> after the last game, I don't think it could be possible to be worse than the Saints. I, mean, I, I just felt like, I mean, I felt those, the D linemen were just, you know, initiating contact and then just, it was like the Pro Bowl. I mean, it looks oh, like my. they were playing in the Pro Bowl. I mean, it looks like, I mean, nobody was getting off blocks. Oh, my. Uh, they, they just, they just, you know, there was, uh, I'm not sure, I'm forgetting the word I'm looking for, but, uh, they, you know, they, the ball would get snapped and, and the offensive line and the defensive line would engage. And it was just kind of like the defensive linemen, the Saints guys would just stand there and, and just get moved or, or just got, got told what to do. And, uh, so it's really hard for me to believe that there could be a worse defensive line out there that's playing like they're in the Pro Bowl. That was tremendous. That that is a that, Dave. That is a great way to put it. And the frightening thing, Kevin, with this defensive line is it's got three number one picks and a high priced free agent on it, and it still sucks balls. How how long has Bill Johnson been with this team? Is Bill Johnson a, a problem here? Does he need to be changed? I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, it's just there is just absolutely. No sense of urgency, no fire, no motivation. I get nothing from these guys. I get, with the exception of a keen hit uh, and junior billet. I and get nothing. It, Kevin, is 
do, do, do you have anything that you would like to see them try on the defensive line or a different type of defense? Maybe no, don't even have a defensive line. Just play seven linebackers. Do you have anything that you want them to try on defense that's different because what they're doing now ain't working? I mean, or, or you know, do you think there is a, a coaching solution that can be created by Spags? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, look until until I see until I see some sort of demonstration of a solution. No, I have no reason to believe that uh, that that Spags is going to figure it out. Look, I, I, I listened to, to you and Juge on a podcast, and Juge is saying that Spags is throwing everything out there, and you're saying that, and Juge gets fucking game tape or film or whatever he's got. So, and I, I know you are able, you know, you're able to fucking watch different things going on in a game that I don't fucking see. So I'll take y'all's word on it that Spags is already trying a lot of different things. So unless he wants to go completely fucking comical and do the seven <laughs> linebackers like you're joking about. Why not? It can't be I, any worse. I, you know, well, I don't even know if they have seven linebackers on the team. At, at that is true. Now. I don't, that I, is, they don't have seven right. healthy ones, that's for sure. There you go. So I, I, it's kind of like at a loss. It's like they're just going to brain fart up and down the field and, and they'll get some stops and hopefully they won't get bled to death uh, in every fucking game. I mean, that's that's basically the hope now with the defense. That's the hope. A guy, I, I, I hope I don't watch a guy get dumped in a uh, get dumped in a bathtub and, <laughs> and, and cut up. It's terrible. Oh, man. Um, uh, Dave, how, and you touched on it a little bit, but, but I think Atlanta being 4-0 and knowing that they are going 12-4 and or 13-3 and makes this season almost fucking intolerable. It's difficult. Um, Wayne only wins the MVP. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I mean, you, 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 Kevin's got a point. I mean, I mean, think about it. How upset are you going to be if Matt Ryan winds up winning the MVP? I mean, it, it, it's almost—it's kind of like fantasy football. It's—it's it's, it's just all luck. You know, it, it just depends on whether you can put together a good year and and nobody else has a good year. You know, no yeah. other quarterback has a good year. Uh, and and that's, that's that's what's frustrating to me. And again, like I said earlier, that's that's why. Uh, I think there should have been a co-MVP last year because yeah. Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers were both worthy of it. And unfortunately, you know, Drew Brees doesn't get the distinction of being the MVP last year. Um, but had he put together a season like he did last year, had he done that this year, I think there'd be no question that he'd be the MVP. So what does it matter whether... I mean, I, I mean, yeah, Rodgers had a great season, had a good season, but I mean... You know, there they were, and, and we talked about this last year. You know, there were cases for you could make a case for each player. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it was very even. Aaron Rodgers had you know less interceptions, a fewer interceptions. He had a better quarterback rating. Um, Drew Brees had the record, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and and all the yards and and touchdowns. Um, so it, it's it's just frustrating, and it would be absolutely frustrating to sit here and have to watch Matt Ryan uh, win MVP 
um, despite the fact that he is a lesser quarterback than Drew Brees. Um, Kevin, if I told you the Saints were only going to win two games, but they would some kind of way ruin Atlanta's season and ruin the Cowboys' season, and their beating Atlanta would cause them to melt down in the playoffs again, uh, would you uh, be up for that? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we, I feel like we talked yeah, about we this. Yeah, we talked about uh, it last week, but last week it was – last week we weren't thinking Matt Ryan was going to win the MVP. So now I, I think it becomes even more important that Atlanta melt down in the playoffs to to make us feel better about our. So, so, so wait. So, so is the question that us that that will somehow prevent them from getting into the postseason, or well, we'll no, we, from what? we we prevent them from say being number one seed or getting a bye. Yeah, I'm I'm for, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Because, even if it. I, it, I this, 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 listen. The Saints aren't going to turn it around. I really don't see that fucking happening. So <laughs> at this point, at this point, it's like if I can't win, you're not going to win. Whatever that means, whatever it is that you're questing for. If Matt Ryan's questing for an MVP, I hope that I hope that they figure a way to sack him eight or nine times each game and find a way to pick him off repeatedly. And make his quarterback rating uh, just god awful. Dave, I, I'm Catholic. Is it is it inappropriate for me to ask God to make sure Atlanta loses their first playoff game? Is that an inappropriate? Is that what all Catholics do? Don't all Catholics ask for shit they're not supposed to be asking for and thinking God's going to help them? Uh, you know, like God doesn't have better things to do. Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I would say that's pretty uh, part for the course for uh, Catholics and Catholicism in general. Yeah. Okay. Uh, bring religion into this. I don't know. We got to touch on everything. You know, we 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 try to. Bother me. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, let's um. One more thing, and then we'll get to the game. Uh. You know, we're gonna bring politics in it too. We brought religion. Now we'll go to politics. Um. Kevin, I feel like after the debate. They need to have post-game press conferences like ESPN does on the NFL after games. They need to interview Obama and interview Romney for like 20 minutes right after. Maybe you let Obama, like he, he has a shower and he's in a bathrobe smoking a cigarette and then Romney's there. Like I feel like I want, to fe- I want him to ask him questions about like what went wrong and what went right. And I, I think that would be great. Great entertainment for America. Am I alone? I'm all for that. I, 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 I will absolutely. What were you going to say? Well, I was just saying it would be great fun. I think it would be, you know, for, you know, Obama could be like, yeah, I'm sorry. I sucked balls last night. I was looking at my iPad. I was looking down. I was, you know, playing Sudoku. I'm going to get better. I was out in Vegas. I played a little blackjack too much. It was me and Michelle's anniversary. So, you know, how that goes. I just wasn't ready. But everybody, I got I got 10 days. I'm going to get my shit together. And Romney, he has no idea. And. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get this shit together. Like I feel like that would be fun and Romney could be all confident and he could be like doing that pointing and the smile, be like, Yeah, they thought I was a stiff piece of wood, I came at him strong. Like that would be more fun than all this spin bullshit that they do after. You know? Right. Well it, it's it's at least listen, you're gonna get spin and bullshit cliches anyway. 
So rather than get it from like 30 or 40 different people on five or six networks, you're just getting the bullshit condensed into 20-minute sections by the guy themselves, preferably preferably in front of a locker room in a bath towel or <laughs> or hastily dressed and put up in front of a uh, in, in front of a microphone with a backdrop uh in, in which they've got to sell a bunch of different ads to, you know, maybe try and uh get some money to save on the deficit or something like that. I I, I don't know, maybe like Maybe like have Romney in front of like Chico's bail bonds or something like that. <laughs> and then you could have like you could have like one of the those those um, reporters. Dave asked something really fucking annoying, and you could have them both like melt down, be like like a coach, like you know, when they ask him the dumb question as they're going into the locker room at halftime, and just be like. Obama and Romney snap, be like, "Are you fucking for real, Michelle Tafoya? You're really me asking me that." Get the fuck out of here! Like, I think it could be. I think it could be great fun for America because you get to. You might get to see like a real moment of unscripted, just pissed offness or glee. I think we need to have that. Yeah, it'd be well, nice to see a little, and, a little bit of that. As long and as long as you don't have Jim Lair asking questions, I'm all for it. And and I would pay money to see the Joe Biden post game press conference. Because I just think Joe, I love Joe Biden in every way possible. Because you never know what he's gonna fucking say. He could have a tall boy and be wearing jean shorts. I mean, it could just, it could, it'd be spectacular. I'm picturing that. I'm picturing that Ryan Leaf moment. Oh my god! Like, no, he would. You know who it would be? It would be, it would be Joe Biden going after Geraldo. That's what it would be. It could just oh, oh. Geraldo. He's oh so my. Oh my. I, I would I would love to hear I would love to hear Joe Biden field a question. <laughs> preferably preferably from somebody from Fox News, but whoever, whoever, just get somebody to ask a stupid question and, and pepper him with it a couple of times and Joe Biden finally roll his eyes, look at him, grit his teeth and go, That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> oh my god. That needs to happen. We need to make we need to make this happen. We need to get it. Twitter twent trending or something. We need this. This needs to happen, not just for us, but for America. Um, Dave, let's get to the game. Um, last week was the first time I got the Saints game completely wrong. I thought Green Bay would just obliterate them. Um, but I, I almost, was, I almost got my bragging right. You did. You were. Won. You were, Dave. I gotta tell you, we didn't even really touch on the the whole the whole game. And but but the Saints got every. Fucking break in that game, and I, I really thought, I really thought they were gonna win. I was like, they're winning this game because Green Bay. It's gonna be the storyline. It's gonna be Green Bay got screwed over by the ref back to back weeks, and isn't that terrible? And I just thought it was going all the Saints' way, and it just, it just didn't. But how are you feeling for Sunday night? I'm less. I was more confident about the Packers game. Wow. Um, I'm still slightly confident because it's at home and they've beaten the Chargers before in fairly recent history. And I think Sproul, I think if you've got Sproles on your fantasy team, I'd go ahead and start him because I, I think this, I think he's going to want to um, really put together a good game against his old team and say, you know, fuck you. Yeah. And uh, Drew Brees, I think he's already played, but he's already played San Diego, and I don't think there's as much of that. So, but. Um, there's, uh, you know, I, I would say the 
I, I would say my heart is saying, oh, yeah, they've definitely got a chance, and, and, and I definitely would love to see them win at home finally, and I think they definitely can. But, I mean, if I was a betting man uh, and I was putting my money where my mouth is, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be as sure. But um, I hope the crowd's into it. It's a night game. Everybody will be uh, a little liquored up. Uh, night games are always a little bit louder and a little bit more wild. And um, uh, I think they can definitely win. I think they can definitely win. San Diego is not as good a team as, as Green Bay. Um, if, if the Saints play like they did this week against Green Bay, they ought to be able to beat the Chargers. Um, but like you said, the wide receiver is a bit banged up. Um, San Diego has got a pretty darn good um, uh, secondary. Um, and this very likely will probably be a shootout. Give me a, give me a score and give me what we're talking about on uh... – the podcast next week. Uh, I'll go with thirty-eight, thirty-five Saints, and uh, like I said earlier, we'll be talking about Darren Sproles. He's going to just put up some ridiculous number for for all-purpose yardage. Kevin, um, me and you had fun at Joe Morgan's expense, but he did catch an eighty-yard bomb. Uh, before I get to your prediction and to what be, we're to be fair, to be fair, even the guy that that they hired to do the the, the Coca-Cola cash catch uh, halftime entertainment probably could have caught that pass. Yeah, he probably could have. He wouldn't have made it in the end zone, but he probably would have caught it. Right, that, that's true. We, I, do, I will give Morgan credit for, for all the uh, extra yak, uh, <laughs> as it were. But, I mean, as far, as far as making the catch, I mean, you know, if he had dropped it, I think they probably should have just cut him right there. Bus ticket home. But, Kevin... <laughs> Kevin, what are the odds that um, Joe Morgan becomes a viable deep threat on the Saints? My kingdom for a deep threat at this point, like yeah. a legitimate deep threat, like a legitimate, like a legitimate deep threat, where like, like, one, like once a, like once or twice, once a week, he's catching like a twenty-five yard pass. Like once a week. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, basically, you're, I mean, you're Robert Meacham All Star type, like the yeah. kind of guy who'll go, like, you, you, you wouldn't take him in fantasy. He's the kind of a headache player. He'll finish the season with like seven touchdowns, but or five or seven touchdowns. It'll be absolutely erratic. He'll finish with like 800 yards on, you know, I, sorry, I, I don't know how many catches him. Terrible at doing math on top of my head right now, but you know, one week it'll be four catches for 130 yards. The next week, one catch for 15 yards. I'm saying, so well, so let's, well, let's we play. Got, we need that guy. Well, let's play a game. Joe Morgan, the rest of the year, over or under 23 catches. 23 catches for the rest of the year. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. Dave? For Joe Morgan? Oh, I would take the under. Oh, okay. Ooh. We'll, put it, we'll mark it down. Um, so, Kevin. Mark, mark it an eight, Donnie. Mark it an eight. <laughs> so, Kevin, give me a score and give me what we'll be talking about next week. All right. So, this will be. Okay. So, me and you were down on the Saints last week. We were. Dave was the fucking optimist. This week. Uh, Dave is not uh, is 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 not thinking uh, that that they're going to win, even though he's predicting them to win. He's he's thinking they got less of a shot. 
I think the fucking pieces are in place for them to win a game. It's fucking prime time. Yeah. It's at home. Breeze is going to break the fucking record. He's going to have Peyton in attendance. They're going to be... I, I feel like that's the over-under. Over-under number of times the cameras find Sean Peyton. I I think you got to set the over-under like in the 30s somewhere. The, oh, that, I would say... I would say... I was going to say a dozen. You're saying 30? That's six... That's seven and a half times a quarter. I'll tell you what, I'll, 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 I'll cut it down. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm being overzealous. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have a habit of that. I'll cut it down to 18. 18 they, from the time the broadcast starts. I say... I, from, the time, from the time Faith Hill starts singing. I say over for that. Dave? What is this? What are we doing? Over and under for what? Shot, uh, camera no, shots of no Sean Payne. The number of times Peyton uh, is, is seen. 30 is ridiculous. Um, nine. No, nah, you're under. <sighs> um, so, so Kevin, give me. did you give me a score? I'm sorry. I was, uh... Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. I, I didn't give you a score. I am going to say 27 to 20 Saints. I think Garrett Hartley comes in, makes two field goals, makes an easy one, and makes one over 40 and shuts a lot of those fucking people up that wanted to give him the fucking uh, bus ticket back home after the Green Bay game. I mean, some of these fucking people, it's, they're tweeting, oh my, dude, we got, hashtag, we got this, hashtag, we got this, and we're up, uh, you know, we're, we're up in the fourth the whole time. Hashtag, we got this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, we're coming back, we're going to win this game. Suddenly, all this unbridled fucking confidence, where did this shit come from all of a sudden? And then Garrett Hartley fucking misses it after making the one in the first place. Now it's, oh, this guy's fucking terrible, blah, blah, this guy's fucking awful, where's John Casey, get me John Carney, all this other shit, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly it's despair and all the venom is on this guy. Get your heads out of your asses, people. And also, Get your too, Garrett Hartley, he had a, he basically had to prepare to kick it three times because he made it. He lined up again, and right when he was about to kick it again, they had a penalty where Green Bay was off sides, so they moved it up five. So really, he had to prepare mentally to kick it three times. But Kevin, I'm gonna say. The, the Saints, somebody is due for a fucking beatdown over this, just all the crap the Saints have dealt with all off season. Somebody is due a beatdown, and the Saints are going to give it to them. And I think it's this week because the Chargers are the perfect team. They're 3-1, and one, but they have Norv as their coach. And I think Norv is going to look up and be like, why are we losing 28-7 to seven to the Saints in the second quarter? How the fuck is this happening? And I even think, Dave, to top it off, Roman Harper is going to have a pick six. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. That's how crazy the shit is going to get Sunday. Shit <laughs> couldn't catch a cold. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see, my friend. We'll put it on the board. So, Also, uh, Kevin has uh, gone to Canal Street Chronicles and is, is now a regular contributor. Uh, so he will have angry rants uh, up on Canal Street Chronicles, probably about uh, certain Drew Brees articles. Um, so look forward to that. So, 
Yeah, I like that. Put the pressure on him. I like that. I like that. He <laughs> need, he needs he needs the pressure. Don't you, don't you give you like it though? You deal with it good. You don't you don't get fucking diamonds without putting pressure on coal. Come on, man! I I did sta- I did sta- I did stand up comedy with you where I got booed off the stage and then you went up after me and you got booed off the stage. You know what pressure is, so come on. Hey, I I know exactly what pressure is, and that's when I started drinking and I started getting better. That's exactly exactly that's the key. So for for Kevin Held, for Dave Cariella, I'm Ralph Marlboro. We will talk to you Sunday night special late night post game show. Please, God, don't let the Saints be 0-5. Until then, so long, people. Andrew's crown! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.